This is Right from the Deep. I'm Karen Ball. And I'm Aaron Taylor Young. And this is the podcast from writers for writers, answering the question, why am I doing this? <laughs> As writers, editors, and a former literary agent, we're in the deep with you. Bringing interviews, inspiration, and information to encourage, refresh, and equip you to embrace the deep, to find your truest story, your truest message in the deep places. You can get the episode show notes, lots more information and encouragement, and your free audio download, Five Crucial Ways to Safeguard Your Writer's Heart, at writefromthedeep.com. Hey guys, here's what's happening at Right From The Deep. We got a new resource for you, yay! And it is our second Going Deeper workshop, and it was born out of need, okay? It's called Overcoming Damaging Self-Talk. In our work with writers in mentoring and editing and teaching at conferences, one of the things that we've heard that writers struggle with most is confidence. Because we all fight those negative messages. They sneak into our hearts and our spirits and they tell us we're not good enough. Who would want to read a book from you with all those books out there? What makes you think they want another one? All of that to say that we don't really belong in this group of quote unquote real writers. But guys, those are all lies. And we want you to live in truth, to speak it, to know it in your heart of hearts. Right. And this workshop is going to help you do just that. So how do you sign up for it? Easy. Go to writefromthedeep.teachable.com and scroll down to our courses and click on Overcoming Damaging Self-Talk. And we'll have a link in the show notes. So it'll be easy peasy. The cool thing is you're going to find 16 different audio segments with material we've expanded through our discussions with writers, through our research and our conference workshops. Because we believe in this material and that it's so important for all writers, we're offering an introductory price of just $49, which will last. That special price will last through the end of August. Right. And so... Guys, go there. Okay, so thanks. Thank you to all our patrons on Patreon. We are so grateful for your support. And we have a special thanks to, yay, Bobby Uptograph. She is yay. our August sponsor of the month. And you can find out more about uh, another important cause that she sponsors. And I love this. It's friendsofrenancer.com. And this is a group that works with children in Honduras, which helps young adults transition from a life of poverty into adulthood. And man, that's a great cause too. So Friends of Renancer is F-R-I-E-N-D-S-O-F-R-E-N-A-C-E-R.com. Right. Check it out. And now, here's, here's the, show. the show. Greetings, everyone. Greetings from the deep. We're so glad that you're here with us. And hey, welcome to our 100th podcast. Woohoo! Woo we are super excited. Like totally crept up on us. All of a sudden, we're at 100. <laughs> Yay. And it's been a fun milestone. It's taken us a few years to get here. And we are so grateful to all of you guys who have been listening. And we wanted to celebrate this event. And for us, we couldn't think of anything better to celebrate with than to celebrate Celebrate the, the community, to celebrate what we've been hearing and learning from other authors and from this journey as we've interviewed people and talked and learned and grown and all of that. So what we're going to do is we're going to give you um, the best advice that we got from established writers. We said, hey, send us your best piece of advice. And so we're going to be reading those and sharing them with you. And I'm super excited about it. 
Okay, so our first best piece of advice comes from Robin Carroll, and she says that her best piece of advice came from Colleen Coble, <laughs> who this. told Robin that writing was a business, and she needed to invest in her business. Robin says that means get the programs she needed to write in, take the classes from legitimate resources, attend writers' conferences to learn and meet industry professionals, and to network, and then to join legitimate writing organizations to keep up with what's happening in the industry, as well as to keep learning and growing in the craft. Cool. And Deb Rainey said something similar. She said, my advice, start saving now for a writing conference. Conferences can be expensive, but they're an investment you'll never regret. Besides invaluable workshops and a chance to get your work in front of editors, agents, and publishers, the contacts you make with other writers, people who get you, are priceless. And I love how these two pieces of advice, advice really fit together. You know, they're talking about making an investment and they're talking about contacts with other people. And you can see that in Robin's answer. Her best piece of advice came from someone else. So that's one of the great things about um, investing and going to conferences and all that kind of thing. Prolific writer Bill Myers, who writes fiction, nonfiction, kids books, stage plays, screenplays, all that kind of stuff. He says, here's my advice. Keep your butt in the chair. <laughs> Short and to the point. Perspiration beats inspiration. Hands down. Love it. And Elizabeth Ludwig says this. As a full-time writer and a full-time administrative assistant, I've had to learn how to be disciplined about my writing time. That means setting manageable goals instead of being overwhelmed by a deadline and the sheer volume of words needed to meet it. I break the manuscript into monthly, weekly, even daily word counts that are much easier to swallow. For me, 1,000 words per day translates into about an hour and a half each evening. On the weekends, I try to do double or even triple that. Using this approach has made made me a better communicator and a much more prolific writer. I love that. Outstanding. Janice Thompson says, to quote writer Nora Ephron, and here again is a writer quoting another writer, everything is copy. And Janice goes on to say that for the believer, this means that nothing is wasted. Not one tear, not mm. one celebration, not one wrong move, not one right one. Every moment is precious golden, worthy of capturing in a snapshot, the breathtaking, agonizing, seemingly unimportant moments that we go through on a day-to-day -day basis aren't just potential copy for future books. They're also copy in the great story God is writing in and through us. I love that idea. Me too. <laughs> they shape, mold, and define us and carve us into the image of our creator. They also make us better writers. No matter what you're facing today, God will use it to his glory. Love that. And it sounds similar to what Sarah Jeffrey has said. She says, I think I've learned that the writing journey is full of the unexpected because God often is. He's more interested in shaping us than concerned about the books we write. That means we might have twists and turns that can be hard, but they are for our good, even if we can't see it in the moment. Mary DeMuth, who we've had as a guest on the podcast, and you guys all know her, she says, dare to go to the places you are asking your readers to go. Superficial writing makes for superficial impact, and we all want to go into those deep places. This is Karen saying this now. You want to go into those deep places. You want to take your readers into those deep places, but that means you need to go there first. That's right, because guys, 
what else is this about, right? It, it, superficial is useless. We live in a superficial wor world, so go deep. Lynn Blackburn says this, embrace being a beginner. No one expects beginners to be experts, and there's a great deal of freedom in that. Instead of faking it and praying no one notices that you have no idea what's going on, own the fact that it's new, that it will take a while to figure it all out, and that you need some help. Then be prepared, because after you get past being a beginner writer, you'll publish a book and you'll be a beginner all over again, <laughs> this time as a first-time author. And again, you'll benefit from embracing your beginner status and not being embarrassed to ask questions. Learn from those with more experience and accept that there will be a few bumps along the way. <laughs> so true. That is so true. I love it, guys, because think about that. This is a constant cycle of learning and growing and moving forward and learning and growing. I love that these experienced writers are making that so clear to us. Laurie Benton, who writes amazing historical fiction, has this to say, writing is a creative passion. It's also a skill that must be honed. Be patient. Take the time you need to learn the craft and the business side of writing before you take the next step. Finding an agent to represent you to publishers. You only get one chance at a first impression. So this one is from Robin Patchen, and she said, God created us for community, and we shouldn't try to do any part of life alone. I believe all writers need a group of like-minded friends with whom to share the journey. Some will have more experience and insight than you. Others will lean in to hear the lessons you've learned that they haven't yet. You should seek critique partners who will help you craft your words, maybe brainstorming partners to help you develop your ideas. When you neglect to build a community of Christian writers, not only will you miss out on all you can learn from them, but they will miss out on the wisdom and knowledge God has given to you. We were not created to do life alone. If you don't have a community of writer friends, start praying for one now. Right, and author Beth White adds to that, my best writing journey advice is aimed straight back at me because it's so hard for an introvert. Stay connected to the real world by loving and serving people outside your writing cave. This will ensure that you have something worth writing about. <laughs> I love it. So guys, community in the writing community, outside of the writing community, that's what it's all about. And, you know, let's just, let's just go back here just for a second to something Robin said too. Think about how much you guys have to share with other people. You know, it's not just you're going to learn from others, but they will learn from you. You have something to contribute no matter what level that you're at. Regina Jennings says this, don't be afraid of a terrible first draft. It's okay if you hate it. It's This is Karen adding in, it's, it's not just okay, it's normal. <laughs> Back to Regina. That doesn't mean that you're a bat writer or that you should delete the work. On the contrary, it means that you see room for improvement, and that's a good thing. I have more confidence in a writer who's embarrassed by his or her first draft than I do one who is proud of it and thinks it's ready for publication. <laughs> and I just want to add a hearty amen to that. <laughs> that's right. This is from Darlene Franklin. She says... 
My advice is rather simplistic, but it's so true. A writer must do two things. She must read, 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 and write, write, write. The habit of writing begets writing. When one style of writing stalls, try something else for a little bit. Whenever I need a break from fiction, I write more nonfiction and poetry for a while, then dive back into writing fiction with a renewed sense of calling. I could also expand it to say a writer writes even when he or she doesn't feel like it. Yeah, remember what a poor measuring stick of reality feelings and emotions are. We've talked about that in a number of podcasts, and it's certainly true where your writing is concerned. It's not based on what you feel like. It's based on doing what God has asked you to do. Right. The next one comes from Linda Goodnight. She says, my best piece of advice for writers. Once you have published, remember to take care of yourself. Protect and nurture the creative force inside of you. Or as some say, refill the well. (laughs) I love that. And it's true, guys. She says, it sounds cliche, but it's incredibly important. Spend time reading. Spend time with Jesus, with family, with friends, anything that's not writing. Make time to recharge. To do otherwise leads to burnout from which you may not ever recover. And she also says for new writers, she says, 2 Timothy 2.15 says, study to show thyself approved. This is true in our Christian walk, of course, but also in our writing journey. Writing is a craft that must be learned. So write, study, and then rewrite using what you've learned. Rinse and repeat. Don't be (laughs) impatient to get your work out there. You want it to be the best it can be. I've said ever since I started in publishing, send out no proposal before it's time. You have to take the time to refine and hone your ability and your craft to make it the best it can possibly be because competition out there is fierce. Martha Rogers, who has also been a guest on our podcast, says this is her tidbit of advice. Persevere and never give up, no matter how long you wait and learn all you can from those with experience. When the time is right in God's eyes, he will open the door for you to enter the new adventures that wait with you in your writing. Mm, Love it. And Misty Beller says this, don't make any move in writing or publishing without waiting for that peace from God in your spirit. If you don't have an answer from him, Don't take a step forward. Very true. (laughs) Right. I love how that follows up with Martha because, guys, it's all about patience. It's about waiting with, with God and peace from God. He will guide you. Sharon Dunn says, do not fall in love with winning awards, making money, or being published. And again, Karen is adding a hearty amen to that. (laughs) Let's read that again. Do not fall in love with winning awards, making money, or being published. That part of writing is an emotional roller coaster. Instead, make sure what nourishes you, what gets you out of bed in the morning, is sitting alone in a room, listening to the keyboard click while you create worlds, watch characters grow and change and get at some deeper truth that only a story can reveal. Hmm, what power story has, what power. Mm-hmm. Sunny Jeffers says this, writers have a tendency to procrastinate, then write like crazy near a deadline. 
That's dangerous as it's highly stress producing and too easy to miss that deadline. And here's Aaron and Karen's advice, as we've said before, don't miss your deadlines. <laughs> Let right. your yes be yes, your no be no, and be ethical about it. Okay, back to Sunny. Whether you are a seat of the pants writer or an outline synopsis writer, it's good to get a handle on that procrastination. Set a daily goal, even if it's just a half hour or four hours, write something. Sometimes stream of consciousness writing gets the juices flowing. If you're staring into space, think about something creative, preferably your characters in your story. Write down those thoughts. Make writing something down a habit. Ideas begin to flow when we put our minds in gear. So true. Francine Rivers shares this. Write what you need to read and dedicate your work to the Lord from the beginning. Also, remember that you can't run a race if you're looking around at what others are doing. You'll stumble and fall flat on your face. We have to keep our eye on the goal, pleasing Jesus. Amen. Yes. Robin Lee Hatcher says this. Soon after my move from the ABA, the general market, to the CBA, the Christian market, someone asked me how I measured my success. For many writers, measuring success is all about bestseller lists, awards, and or the amount of money one makes. For someone writing for the Lord, that is dangerous ground. Measuring leads to comparing, and that's a slippery slope. Back in 2000, I highlighted these verses followed by this note. So she highlighted, um, so Peter, seeing John, the disciple whom Jesus loved, said to Jesus, Lord, and what about this man? Jesus said to him, if I want him to remain until I come, what is that to you? You must follow me. That's from John 21, 21 and 22. And then she wrote this note. Jesus was saying, don't look at what I'm doing with someone else's life. Don't look at what I'm doing with their career. All that should concern you is what I'm doing in your life. In other words, keep your nose out of John's business. <laughs> <laughs> and out of Jesus' business and out of God's business. That's all in their hands. All you have a control over is your obedience. And Tamara Alexander gives this piece of advice, which goes hand in hand with what Robin said. Don't compare yourself to others, because if you do, as the Desiderata says, you'll either become vain or bitter. Hmm. Run your own race and cheer on the authors running beside you. Truly being able to rejoice with your author buddies when they get a movie deal or a major award or make the number one bestseller slot is one of the best things about writing. Yeah. Because when you realize that God has your writing and your career in the palm of his hand, it's easier to let go of the comparison game. It doesn't mean you won't ever be tempted to look over the next lane and think, wow, I'd sure like to be running her race. <laughs> but hey, the old flesh dies hard. But it does mean that you can ask the Holy Spirit to recenter your thoughts on Jesus and on the race that God has specifically set out for you to run. That's from Hebrews 12, 1 through 2. Hmm, very, very nice. Okay, so we've talked about all of these other pieces of writing advice we got, and I have a question for Karen. <laughs> what is your best piece of writing advice, Karen? My best piece of writing advice is stay focused on God and on Jesus and what they're asking you to do. Don't worry about marketing. Don't worry about a publisher or an agent liking your manuscript. Don't write for that reason. Write out of obedience and just focus on being obedient. All the details of your journey, whether or not you're published, whatever God is seeking to accomplish through you on this writing journey, that's his circus and his monkeys. 
The only thing you have control over is you and your obedience, and that's where you need to stay focused. Now, I want to ask Aaron, what's your piece of advice? <laughs> All right. Well, mine is go with God. Go with God and enjoy the journey. Enjoy with God and go deep with him. This is all about what are you and God doing together? What are you learning from him? What exciting things does his presence hold for you? Do that. Stay there and he'll give you things to write. So all of this is to say your writing journey is in God's hand. What you need to do is be obedient. And all of these authors who have gone to the places that many of us would like to go, they say the same things. They give us great counsel because of the experience they've had in doing just that, being obedient. We're so thankful for God and his presence and everything that we're doing as writer. And Aaron and I and the Write from the Deep podcast, we're so thankful for all of you and the time that you spend listening to us. Celebrate this 100th podcast with us and remember... It's all about God. It's not about us. Amen. Amen. Hey, guys, thanks for joining us today. We hope you found it helpful. And if you know someone else who needs this podcast, please share it. You can find backlist episodes and lots more resources at our website, writefromthedeep.com. Yep, we'd love to connect with you guys there. So until next time, embrace the deep. Your writing and your life will never be the same. Amen. 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 